Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Here we are in the middle of June, and here in the United States, we are enjoying more sunshine and longer days. So to my friends in Australia and the Southern Hemisphere, I hope you're enjoying the first months of your winter because we are loving our well-deserved summer. And each summer, I do a podcast dedicated to books you should be reading and some music you should be listening to. This episode, I'm going to give you a pretty substantial set of options to read and explain why you should read them. The books are all designed to grow your knowledge and increase your ability to be a buffalo. As leaders, we are all conscientious of our ability to influence others, to grow the people in front of us, and to ensure that those we serve have the ability each day to be the best version of themselves. And in order to do that, we have to work on being the best version of ourselves first. If we do not pursue with great energy our own growth, then we're not leading. Instead, what we are doing is wilting, lifelong learning. Remember when everyone said they were pursuing that? Well, let's do it. Let's model it. Books outside of personal experiences are the greatest way to invest in yourself. Each word on every page provides you the chance to reflect, absorb, and grow for yourself and others. The focus of the books I've chosen are going to do exactly that, help you grow as a leader, help you grow your toolbox for yourself, and finally position you with skills you need in order to support everyone around you. Some of these books have appeared in the weekly TH3 and others, well, they have not. But as I have gotten older and read more, I find that it is more and more difficult to recall all the awesome information I learned, and as a result, I've had to institute a process when I read. I read a book a week at a minimum, and I want to remind you of a process I developed a few years ago when I write, read books and explain how I've iterated it. Now, when you open a hardcover book, there are two pages right away with no text on them. Well, I put a lot of text on those pages. On the inside cover, on the hardcover itself, I label it main ideas. And here, I write new learnings, main themes, things I do not want to forget, and concepts I don't want to forget as well. On the second page, the inside cover, I do the 4-3-2-1 process. Four ideas I will implement from the book, three quotes I don't want to forget, and here, I simply write the page numbers from which I underlined throughout the book. I usually have no less than 25 quotes I don't want to forget, but that's how I do it. The two, right, so four, three, now two, two questions I have for others. Things I want to validate from the book. Do you think you could do that? Why do you think that is? Would you be able to try what he or she suggested? And then finally, the one. One behavior I have already changed as a result of reading the book. Now, I have five books for you that you could practice that process with and three musical artists for you to look into this summer. Let's start with the first book. It is a book to grow you in the elements of current events and history. I always throw in one history book because, well, that's one of my great passions. But this book, this book is not for everyone. But it was the first book to look at how the pandemic was handled and the stories behind how we ended up in the situation we did. Michael Lewis is the author, and he has written some really great stories, like Moneyball, a book about baseball, and now the book Premonition. This book is the story of the pandemic and explains how back in 2006, 
the United States and the world started to prepare for what happened and how there were several doctors who had a premonition that what happened would actually occur. It is frightening how accurate these doctors were in their predictions and their ideas. And while it might seem a little too soon to read about the pandemic, I think you should read it. Because we certainly learn a lot about leadership and the willingness for some people to take risks and others not to take risks as a result of the real-time crisis that we just lived through and watched play out. It's a powerful reminder that there are people in the world who are leading every moment of every day. And The Premonition by Michael Lewis is a quick read because it's a story. A story about the difficulties experts and everyday people face when we are in crisis. There are so many strategic nuggets in this book, and you'll learn a ton about transmissible diseases, I promise. I also promise you, you'll look at the world very differently after reading this text. Now, the second book I have for you is one that will help you as a leader, a teacher, a friend, or even as an accountant. (laughs) I think one of the hardest things to explain to people is numbers. Because numbers don't have personalities or styles or blood, and they're not warm. We live in a data-rich world, and as a result, making decisions has become more difficult, not easier. Because we're all expected to be data wonks and look at all these analytics like they make sense. I love when I sit in rooms with people and they say things like, well, what's the difference between 10,000 and 12,000 when we're spending this much? I learned a long time ago to quantify numbers in ways that make sense to everyone, I was a middle school and high school teacher after all, and I was teaching history and economics and teaching things like chronology and statistics to kids. It's really difficult when they don't have relevant life experiences to compare things to. So you know what the difference is between ten dollars and $12,000? Well, it's just constantly making as small of a comparison as you can and most relevant to the people in front of you. I mean, if you're a four-year-old kid, the difference between ten dollars and $12,000, well, that's 1,800 more Matchbox cars. Or if you're at McDonald's, it's 615 more Happy Meals. Or for those of you adults who are addicted to caffeine, well, it's 450 lattes at Starbucks. There is a big difference between ten dollars and $12,000. It's just a matter of how you look at it. Now, Making Numbers Count is the book. And it's a book by Chip Heath and Carla Starr. And it is worth reading if you have to work with data on any level, which means we should all read it. Because as leaders, our ability to explain the data is critical, and those that can make data relevant, well, you have a real advantage, and it is a skill we all need to get better at. An example from the book, which I really like, in terms of economic prowess, California leads all 49 states, all 49 states in economic power. Now, you could say that out loud, or you could teach it this way. If California was its own country, it would be the fifth largest economy in the world. Another one. Livestock are responsible for 14.5% of the greenhouse gas emissions on the planet. Wow. I guess that sounds like a lot. I mean, that's a lot of cows, right? But if livestock were a country, they would be the third highest in greenhouse gas production in the world, lagging only behind China and the United States. Woo! Time to eat some chicken. Now, Making Numbers Count is a book that was a pretty solid dad joke. Anyways, Making Numbers Count is a book that we all need to read this summer, especially as the world continues to tilt towards more and more data that does not make sense without context. This book will give you the context and ability to make sense of it all. Now, the third book. The third book is a leadership development and kind of personal development text that I think teams need to read together. It is called The Attributes by Rich Divini. 
On page 222, I read a line that reinforced me what I really value in others. Humor. Yeah, finally I found a book that makes sure that humor is an attribute. And he writes, humor is an attribute, the ability to laugh, to find a sliver of funny amid the tragic and the trying, can be calming, comforting, empowering, and encouraging. Humor is a leadership quality which I think is too often frowned upon. People want to get serious and serious quickly when addressing issues. But then there are people who, like me, love to laugh. They love to help others laugh. And they love to find humor in the absurd days of our lives. This book codes out how all of our characteristics are attributes and can truly help us as leaders. And the 25 attributes are broken into five categories. Easy math, grit, mental acuity, drive, leadership, and team ability. This is one of the few books I've read that could be divvied up amongst a large group and used by everyone. And having all people define the categories and identify the attributes all around them and what they want more of. It's a great text. And seriously, it's something you and your team should read. The last two books are more self-reflective, more personal development books. And they were very helpful for me. The first book is called Aligned, Connecting Your True Self with the Leader you are meant to be. The book is by Hortense Legentil, and I ran out of ink with a brand new pen when I was reading this book. Why? Well, first, it is filled with lines you won't forget, like feed your own power by adopting a positive attitude, focus on what you can change and impact, and find a way around everything else. The book, the way this book is written You'll find yourself stopping a lot, staring off into the distance, thinking deeply about yourself and those that you support and serve, and, and how you behave. Plus, it is written like a graduate class in self-reflection. Each chapter ends with prompts and the opportunity to write in what you've been thinking about and how to think about it moving all your life forward. There are three parts to this book. Meet yourself, meet your potential, and be the leader you can be, with the last chapter being the art of letting go. It's fantastic, you guys. Now, the final book was a book that all of these different people in my life kept oddly telling me, have you read about this book? Have you heard about this book? Have you read the book? Ted, you got to read this. And they were telling me that it was because I was turning 51. Now, I'm not really a big fan, honestly, of kind of addressing age. I like to think that Physically, I'm about 40. Mentally, I'm about 14. And on paper, I'm 51. But I am getting older. And the book, well, it was pretty good. Now, before I tell you the name of the book, I'm going to tell you what I was thinking while reading it. Because all I was doing while reading this book was wishing I could have sent it to my 26-year-old self. Because at 26 years old, I was just shy of half my current age. And I thought I was on top of the world. I mean, I was married to Megan, the love of my life. I was teaching and coaching. I had arrived at all of my goals, and we were about to buy our first home. I was driving a brand new, really sweet Volkswagen Golf <laughs> with a six-disc changer in the trunk. I mean, I was living large. I had never been happier in my whole life. And the reason I was thinking that is that this book is all about the idea that we never really arrive. And if we live our life in constant pursuit of purpose, we'll be fine. And the second thing I kept thinking when reading the book is, I really needed to hear this when I was younger. I read this book while going through COVID. Now, I say going through it because it is a journey. 
and one that is a little weird. I mean, this is a virus that you see on TV all the time that has taken a lot from many. And I was creating some really, well, some pretty funky narratives in my head about how I was feeling. And as I was reading the book, From Strength to Strength, I stopped wishing I was younger and stronger and started thinking a lot of all the possibilities ahead of me. Strength to Strength is subtitled Finding Success, Happiness, and Deep Purpose in the Second Half of Life. I loved it. It is brutally candid, which makes it even better and more reflective. I mean, I really didn't love when I read Your Professional Decline is Coming, so deal with it. But I did appreciate the simple fact that it gave me a pathway for this old cinnamon-sugared furred buffalo that I'm becoming to find a way. It took away many of the anxieties I'm having about aging, and it framed my future life in the context of the beautiful challenge that it will be. If you're like me and staring the fate of life in the face, it's time to get buffalo. It's time to find a recipe for aging in this book. Well, this book is awesome. And again, I think anyone over 25 years old should read it to help them and you frame what is and what is not important, what to do and how to cope with all things impending, but how to do it with real zeal. Okay, those are your books. Wow. Let's make it easy now. I have three people that I think you should be listening to this summer. You may have heard of them. You may not have heard of them. There's some classics, some new stuff, and some greats. So the first one, because often people ask me, Ted, what is your favorite genre of music? I got to be honest with you. I don't really have a favorite genre of music. I kind of go through stages and and kind of modes mentally of music I like. But when it comes to summer, and it comes to sitting outside with a book in my hand, one of the favorite people I go to is a woman named Blossom. Blossom is one of my favorite 50s jazz vocalists and a great album to put on while you are reading, relaxing, cooking, or just need some beautiful melodies to listen to in the background. It's very clear Our love is here to stay Not for a year But ever and a day The radio and the telephone And the movies that we know May just be passing fancies And in time may go But oh my dear Love is here to stay Jensen McRae is the next artist And... She is one of my favorite new black young artists. I love her soul. Now, she's a singer-songwriter. She's fantastic. And her lyrics are deep, meaningful, and have purpose. Take a listen. You're tough, so what? I've learned to take a punch. You don't break, but I do. I'm starting to get to you. She took your crown. But she can't hurt you now I will lay my weapons down I will lay my weapons down Na 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 I'm really scared But you love me for a second there Look at what our heart can do I'm starting to get to you Okay, let's talk about this last guy. All right, 
so this was kind of a weird, ooh, you are old moment. Not for me, but for the person on the other end of this comment. The last guy turned 80 this week. Are you kidding me? Well, his name is Paul McCartney. People often ask me, what was your favorite song, Ted? Or what is your favorite song? And my very favorite song is Blackbird by the Beatles, specifically by Paul McCartney. However, I love the Beatles for many reasons, most of which is my mom, but now my daughter. So my daughter will constantly ask questions of, Dad, what's your favorite song on this album or from this era or when they went solo? And the other day she pressed me and I thought to myself, you know what, Grace? This song by Paul McCartney is something my mom used to crank while we were driving down to my grandmother's house. And I'd be sitting in the front seat of the car watching her drive and smoke with the windows down. And we'd be cranking this on warm summer days as we drove down to my grandma's house. It's called Let Him In. Sister Susie, Brother John. Okay, five books, three songs, three artists, and a whole summer ahead of us. I don't know why I picked those three, honestly. They're just three great musicians that I really, really love, and I love listening to them a lot, especially when I'm reading or reflecting or hiking. So I thought I'd share them with you. But now, let's do some smart thinking. Are you ready? It's going to be easy this week. List the books you'll read this summer That'll spark your inner buffalo. Find four artists and songs to share with others. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please share this episode and rate it on whatever platform you listen to. I have one last episode coming for this season. It'll be next week. That'll take me to 235 episodes over the course of the last few years. 180,000 downloads listened to all around the world. I had no idea how this was going to happen. I also have no idea who y'all are. But I would love to hear from you. So shoot me a note at ted at 6org because I'm looking to hear from you to help fuel me for the last episode and share some thoughts and ideas about how we can move forward in our own leadership. I want you to help me focus on how to become a buffalo next year, this year, today, and tomorrow. But as always, thank you to the Well Pennies for the great music, and please follow them and all of their artists on Golden Bear Records. Okay, as we launch into times of extended breaks, long weekends, warm weather, and the potential for a storm or two, we need to fuel ourselves and get to making ourselves better. The time in between storms is not for complete rest. It is for personal empowerment, engagement with the herd, and the opportunity to invest in ourselves so that we are better for all of those around us. Living a life with purpose, purpose driven by influence, and an understanding that our leadership is ever-present in the world directly in front of us, well, that is energizing. Take this summer to look at the world, find new ways to address routine and regular issues, and strive to become the person you want to be. That all begins with having a purpose. And your purpose is to put the world around you in a position to grow and be able to work better for them. 
one little step into the storm at a time. It's what we need to do. One lunge into the thunder, one jump into the rain, one shout at the lightning. And then we can move forward into the sunshine with tenacity, perseverance, and a spark. A spark that'll light the flame of optimism so that we can always, every single day, be the best version of ourselves for others. Clock strikes upon the hour and the sun begins to fade. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away. I've done alright up till now. It's the light of day that shows me how. And when the light falls, my loneliness falls. Oh, I wanna dance with somebody. I wanna feel the heat with somebody.
somebody with some.